Yo, what up, guys? It's your boy Victor. Uh, here, getting ready to go to bed. Even though I know my kitchen looks like a mess, I should stay up and clean it. But I'm trying to get an early night in, so because tomorrow is a very special day for me. We have a few other events we're recording for tomorrow, but the most important thing is I have a podcast set up with Godspeed Barbecue. Uh, Gabriel is the guy's name. Haven't had a chance to sit down and talk to him yet. We met briefly about a week ago when we set this podcast up, and it's super exciting because a small business always support local. And he has a great story from what I'm hearing from a friend, Jess. Um, Hoppy Heart? God damn it. I forget your Instagram handle all the time. Anyway, she said he has a great story. Plus, he's Puerto Rican. So, it was not love. So, I am super excited for tomorrow. So, I want to get about an eight-hour rest and get ready for my long day tomorrow. And with that being said, I want to keep this intro too long. I'm going to shotgun Shadi B and keep it simple. I just want to know, Dom, was that supposed to be me without the... Take the Texas tattoo out of there. But was that supposed to be me? All right, guys. Look forward to tomorrow. Alright guys, welcome to another episode of Drunken Public. As you saw in the intro, I'm here with Gabriel from Godspeed. Uh, we met through a mutual, not we didn't meet through a mutual friend. I, I heard about you through a mutual friend. Yeah, Jess. Jess. Yeah. And she's loved you guys since day one. And she's, she's putting, putting. Love this shout out yeah, right here. Let's she go. puts everybody on. So yeah, follow her. Uh, I'm going to put her Instagram handle right here on screen right now. Uh, happy heart, uh, A underscore happy heart. I can't remember, but. Instead of fucking up, I'm putting it right here on the screen. <laughs> but Gabriel, thanks for coming on the podcast, thanks man. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Cheers. Salute. Cheers. Salute. Say salute because uh, fellow Puerto Rican right here. Of course. I always say salute. Cheers. I do all this stuff. Bros. Bros. Yeah. Man, I've been traveling a lot. But anyway, let's go talk about you, Gabe. So, Godspeed is a Puerto Rican barbecue or just barbecue? No, it's uh, just a barbecue joint, man. Um, we don't have a storefront yet. No brick and mortar. Okay. We don't even have a food truck. Uh, so I haul around my trailer, smoke a trailer, it's a 250 reverse flow smoker, okay. and uh, we pull that around and we just do pop-ups. So we're currently at Turning Point, uh, we were cooking here, and uh, I still work in 9 to 5 too, so um, couldn't really expand yet, Yeah. and the, the hopes are that we're going to start doing that. And the long-term plans, we're moving straight into a restaurant before going to food truck and, nice. and trying to make plans in the H-E-B area. So. That's nice. the idea. That's the idea. There's a growing community as well, HEB area. And especially now, man, a lot of people are going down, unfortunately. And um, But no fault so, that they own, unfortunately. No, it's not, man. It's just some weird times with this COVID stuff, you know. But um, we're trying to make it happen. Thank God. My wife and I still have that 9 to 5. What's weird is she just quit to come on full time. So now we're just going to ramp it up and really get it going. You got to have a little bit of push, right? Yeah, man, you have to. I mean, My bad. I did that with my mind. The shirt fell down right over here. Sorry, man. Uh, so yeah, dude, it's it's weird times, but you know you gotta survive. You gotta adapt and survive. And you gotta push a little bit. So I'm, uh, it's a little nerve-wracking to, to have someone that you love like go into something full-time that you're not certain where's the revenue at. Right. It's not like you guys don't have the passion. Food is great. And, Unfortunately, I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, I know, man. I uh, wanted to bring some I, yesterday. But, I will uh, be trying it soon. But what's a good representation of good food is every time someone says, oh, gospel yeah. here, you got to try this, you got to try that. Because yeah. 
everybody has rave reviews of the food, right? Yeah, we have five stars all across the board still, and we incorporated September of last year, so. And oh, then wow. COVID hit. Damn. Oh. So, so you're still super young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been cooking for years. My dad, it's funny, he hates when I say this. My dad sucks. I mean, sucks at making meat. Like, he just gets distracted, man. He, like, goes and does something, and and then everything's just always burnt. But this guy can make anything in the kitchen. Like, you sit there and go, we have to go grocery shopping. And then uh, he'll just whip something up. Five-course meal. As long as it's not meat, he's got it. <laughs> but so, isn't that any Puerto Rican parent? Like, my mom does the same thing. She starts drinking, playing music, dancing, talking, gets on the phone. That's how we are. We party. But, yeah, you're right. Like, and then I was tired of it, bro. I was like, <laughs> this song's got to change. So uh, I just got on the grill ever since I was younger. And now that my son is two years old, he was born September in 20... Congratulations, man. Jeez, what is that? 2018. 2018, man. And uh, I was like, man, something needs to change. Like, all this processed food that people eat, we get, you yeah. know, we're always busy with life and stuff. We're eating like shit. So uh, the idea was that my family was going to start eating healthy. So as you see on the website, we do um, grass-fed, grass-finished, organic meats. And that's what I want to introduce when my son was born. Okay. And uh, he started growing in some teeth, and I was like, it's now time. So I met up with, like, a farm out in Grand Saline. Uh, oh, you Grand, East. Yeah. Grand Saline? Wow, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was, like, calling a bunch of people and stuff. And they answered the phone. They were like, yeah, we'd love to have you out, show you the operations. We'll take you around the farm. And I went out there, and I loved everything, man. Like, it was beautiful. And uh, I bought a bunch of briskets, uh, ribs, ground beef, a bunch of everything, right? Took it home, smoked the brisket on a just a piece of shit Home Depot smoker. It has gas grill, charcoal, and then you're going to buy an attachment for a smoker. It's a charb roller, right? Yeah, you can make it work. Yeah, well, I loved it. That was a gift my parents got me when I moved into Irving. The Irving oh, house. no shit, nice. Yeah, so I was using that, and then uh, I had it for like, it was probably just a party. And everybody said it was the best meat they've ever had. And I was like, man, that must be just meat. So they was like, you should probably consider selling this. I don't think so. So I went on there on social media and just put it to a bunch of my friends. And that was July. I had orders all the way until November on that smoke. So, I mean, everything just went so fast. I went out and bought a smoker, that 250 gallon and said, man, whatever. A few thousand dollars went. I was like, if it works, it works. If not, I could probably sell it. Definitely could. And then bam, just took off. That's no, how it started. but that sounds like an amazing story. It went from, okay, we got a lot to unpack here. So this is awesome for the first, like, five <laughs> minutes of this podcast. We got a lot going on. My bad. No, it's great, though. It's great. I'm just enthralled by the whole story, man. Um, so, say, June, the sun's getting some teeth. You think about, all right, cool. You can correct me if I'm wrong on the timeline. I say June, uh, May, March, whatever. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. Uh, you start getting a little bigger. Get ready to eat some more solid food. Yep. You start thinking like I'm gonna get some uh, uh, homegrown cows and yep. grass-fed, yep. no factory farming. You look into it, find an amazing spot you like, yep. and then you buy the meat, buy a bunch of different, a bunch of meat to take home and cook. Your first attempt of making a smoked br- uh, brisket, yeah. uh, you people fell in love. Yeah. And then. Family. Of people, family, friends and family, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, but you just did it at the house. Right. And from that, you looked into selling it, you talked to some of your people, and you started selling it, and you were doing that up until November. Yeah. Well, up until September. September. Right. So they were booked out until November, 
and then come it was actually August, the end of August towards September. I was like, let's just incorporate it. Let's legitimize and see what happens. This will be the side hustle. But um, you know, I'm tired of working for the man nine to five. Yeah. And this could work out. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it's still got a job. A good so. experience too, and you learn how to cook a little bit more. Yeah. You know, we so, have a big family. Puerto Ricans have a big family. Family always. unions. You'd be able to, you'd be able to do it regardless, right? Yeah. So. But it's taking off. So you have. Uh, you said you incorporated in. Uh, in August 2019. 2019. Yeah. So, within the first say nine months, it goes from, I'm just trying something out to now I have a full-on business. Uh, probably like four months. Um, I was doing word of mouth. I was doing deliveries all throughout the DFW. That's exhausting. It is exhausting. Um, but you got to do what you got to do, right? But also agree you have to do. So to piggyback on the idea of like you have to push out there, you said, you said unfortunately you don't have a storefront. I think right. it's great you don't have a storefront. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, that's a lot of stress. That's rent, that's, you gotta, more capital. You got to quit the job. Yeah. Well, so. here's the thing of uh, any storefront. And we're here at Falsado, like we mentioned, I mentioned in the intro, guys. Um, but Dom can speak to it or any brewery or any restaurant can speak. You have more added cost when you have a uh, brick and mortar, which oh, yeah. is like Lots electric, gas, yeah. you know, and then you have to guarantee you have to make the revenue just to pay yourself and not even pay yourself, I mean, pay your employees, pay the food and get to keep the property up, right? Yeah. So it becomes more added uh, uh, stress. And you don't even know if people are gonna like your food because you're right. not out and about. Yep. What I like about your story, and I was just telling somebody else this from a fellow uh, New Yorker, Dominican cat, we were playing handball from when I met you here. You this morning? No, I didn't go this morning because I was going to come here. I didn't want to be all like tired and stuff. <laughs> I, like you, prepared. I drank water. I was like, I'm getting Providing. ready for the day. Yeah. Um, so we were playing live. When I met you last weekend here, uh, we were playing handball. It was Dominican cat from New York City. Yeah. And he was like, he wants to open a Dominican restaurant. And I was like, here's the thing, man. You could do it. But the problem with the Dominican restaurants in the past that failed here yeah. and Puerto Rican restaurants that failed here. Uh, you got to build the brand. brand, and people don't know our food as much. There's some people who would, right. and some people who do. But our food is better fresh, of course. Any food is better fresh, but it's not made to be set on that light, uh, hot light like no, some some type of foods. So I mean, we do have those foods, but the best stuff are the beans. You make the beans fresh. You make the rice. You fresh. make them within the first two hours when you know you have okay. We have a lunch flow, dinner flow, so we gotta make this big pot of beans. It's gonna be good for the next two hours because it's still fresh. Not I'm gonna make the beans in the morning and then I'm gonna keep it hot and then it becomes that nasty grit in the bottom. That's never good, yeah. right? But anyway, those failed because there was no word of mouth. I told them what you wanna do is build it up. You know, start selling food. There's a Dominican society out here. There's a Puerto Rican society. You think your food is better than everybody else here locally? They're better than their moms. Show them, do it, yep. and then if you build it up, then you could do maybe a food truck, maybe a brick and mortar. But you get the link, the word of mouth out, and you've done the hard work of that of doing, running, delivering. Yeah. Now you hear partnering with breweries. Yeah, I still get people calling me from Anna, Texas. Hey, can you come bring me out a brisk? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy now. Now I'm cooking at breweries and stuff. So that's that's good. And we started picking up in January. I think it's what it was. So we made the transition from deliveries to how did you get your, to your first brewery? Who was your first brewery you worked with? Uh, Turning Point. Turning Point, okay. Awesome people out there. I yeah. just reached out. To, I mean, I forget how that happened. Uh, it could have been just an email. I don't even know. And uh, Rachel out there, she was like, yeah, we'll test you out. You know, we're going to do two trials. You come out on a Wednesday and you see if people like it and stuff. And, you know, we'll go from there. So we went out. After the first time, they were like, no, nah, you're good. Yeah, we're gonna keep you on the books and you come out and help out. You know? Nice. So we did that. 
had to buy a bunch of stuff like the canopies, make sure we have the bins, hash, hand washing station to make sure everything was good. And ever since then, we used to be inside actually before COVID hit. And uh, inside was great. I think the second event, they had a Yelp Fort Worth uh, event out there. Okay. Yeah, so they went out to Turning Point, and I happened to be cooking that night. So, like, the lady reached out from Fort Worth Yelp, and I thought it was spam. She was like, hey, we're going to be there in email. We're going to be there. We want to see if you give us a discount for all the Yelper elites that are going to come out. I was like, Yelper elite? What? Yeah. No idea what she was talking about. Call Rachel. She was like, yeah, we're expecting a pretty big crowd. So I was like, man, this is going to be weird, dude. Like, I got to go out and get some more meats, driving way out there, picking up some, some beef. We made it work. We had a whole table full of Yelp elites who leave the most reviews, who word of mouth takes off like wildfire, right? Okay. And that was the third event that I had. I still had newcomers around the community with my family taking up a whole nother table. And then they had their regular customers all over the place. It was a madhouse. And, uh... It took off. It was a really good night. And after that, I guess it just kind of took off. Nice. Yeah, so started out with Turning Point, and then I get a phone call. Well, COVID hits. They shut down. They didn't shut down, but they had to close down the inside. Yeah, everybody closed down. To go orders only, right? Yeah. So we had to post up outside in 105-degree weather all summer. In the summer, so, oh, yeah. It was terrible. And uh, I just figured, man, we got to stick it through. Stay with the breweries. We'll help them get through these times. You know, they also help us with revenue. And once we get out of this, you know, we're even closer together, you know. Yeah. They put me down with these guys who were looking to have some people come out. And Dom calls me, Brandon calls me, and all of a sudden I'm posted up over here. Fucking nice. So we could, you know, we were considering um, Brutal Brew Works. That's their hat right there. And they still had to do a few more things, so... I was pretty much maxed out since I had that full-time. The wife had the full-time. My dad's retired, but he can't do it all by himself. Of course. And I was like, we're just going to stick with these two places until we can expand some more. And uh, now I think we have that opportunity to expand a little bit more. So. Nah, sounds like it's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's all good. It's a crazy story, man. So one of the few, uh, you don't know this about me. I used to work in a restaurant business. Okay. I used to bartend. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Yelpers. Like. <laughs> oh, no. Uh. It's just because that's they don't uh, Yelp review doesn't give you a real experience of what's the, the environment like. I care more of the people versus. So my tier of buying is always people, than enjoyment. Yeah. Like, if it's your food's that good and I hate you, I'm still gonna buy it. But if your food or beers are mediocre and I love you, I'm gonna come here and hang out anyway. Fuck it, I'm here. Let's do it. But I, so I buy with my heart, and that does that doesn't leave room for Yelp. Right or untapped is the other thing I don't like either because I think it's similar. But it's good. But it's a good story to hear that that grassroots movement of just randomly working with Turning Point and then the second or third event you guys work on with them is a big madhouse of uh, Yelp elites, you know. And, and I was told the night before. The and night you know, before you got to cook 18 hours for a brisket and stuff like that. And you that. Had, still had to go drive out to get the brisket and cook all that time, but it worked out. Uh, I don't know if these are mosquitoes or gnats. Uh, a little bit of both. <laughs> a little bit of both. Uh, this spot here, for some reason, gets the gnats. Even though we're, we're that table over there is closer to the trash can, we get them over here. I went to Florida recently and got tore up by mosquitoes. I'm terrified of them. You're terrified of mosquitoes? I'm not terrified. I get no, infected I don't, I, like I don't, crazy. I, don't, I hate them. Mm, I hate them. I don't, I don't care about mosquitoes. They're annoying as fuck, though. Puerto Rico, you got pterodactyls out there. <laughs> 
Well, once you get to the equator in any tropical island, the fucking things don't die, man. But, it's, but that's an amazing story, man. I, I love it. And then now, so backtrack a little bit. Now your wife, you and your wife work full-time, right? Now your wife has stepped back from a full-time job. Yeah. And what is her role? Helping cooking or doing a lot of things? So, like, I'm working, obviously, 8 to 5, Monday through Fridays and stuff. So I'm a financial analyst for a mortgage company. Nice. And I don't have time. So she does, she's going to do the, uh, going to pick up the meats, um, social media, like the hard part about me, there's a bunch of companies that started within the last two years and they've just blown up and reason is so social media, I agree. marketing, I agree. marketing is everything, right? I don't have, when I was doing it by myself, you know, you're cutting into a brisket, you can't take a picture with greasy hands and make it yeah. sanitary and sanitary and all that stuff. And she just needs to help with it. So going to buy the foods, whenever I'm pulling something out of the smoke or having her right there just taking hundreds of shots and, and importing them and editing or whatever and, and posting them, like, need major help with that. Yeah. Like, I suck at social media. I get people that call all the time, where are you going to be at next? I'm like, shit. <laughs> get on the website, update everything. I'm just like, I'm just too flustered. Dude, I got to a point where I was like, I don't know if this is going to work out. And went to, like, a dark spot, like, not mental shit, but just went to, like, do I really want to do this for like two weeks? And then finally we just got out, did it, met all the customers that loved us again. I was just like, we gotta keep doing this, man. People love us and we do a good job. So she's gonna handle everything that she can to make the company go to the next step. Okay. That's that's our goal. Like we can match her pay right now, which is great. And she doesn't get insurance through her company, I do, so like try to make that happen obviously we need to have bills and everything like that but she needs to bring it to the next step and i think we can of course anyone can handle it anything anyone can handle listen anyone can handle puerto rican family they're good at social media because you gotta learn how to talk through in waves of conversations yeah. Yeah. so i feel like she can uh, multitask well, she's not puerto rican but i've had puerto rican family dealing yeah, with yeah, puerto rican family sure. yeah because <laughs> here's the thing when you go to any family meeting would be five or the whole family you got to be able to learn like being yeah. five different conversations on one in spanish yeah she in english spanish. she's like okay i know what they're talking about <laughs> all good like I'm and then you go. listen to one conversation but you hear something else like that's not that's, that's not what happened i'll get back to you <laughs> You know, so I think she could juggle it, especially social media, dealing with a lot of stuff. And also, you do need someone to handle the rails of, like, dealing with content and dealing with uh, replies and posting. Consistency is a thing. Similar to you, I didn't go into a dark spot, but you get to a wall, you're like, okay, I'm not having fun anymore with this. I don't know where I'm going with this. Is it going to be successful? And what's then, the next step? What's it, where am I going? Can I take it to the next step? I don't even know what the fuck the next step is. Right. You know, we have a, a financial goal you want to make, but you don't know there's the financial goal may be plan C or plan or step fucking 15. But what's all the steps in between? You got to stumble in the dark and figure it out. And having someone there dealing with all, a lot of the legwork helps. Yeah. And we have different personalities. Like at her job just recently, although she put in her notice, they were making her take a personality test. Right. And uh, she sent it to me. I took it. And man, what was it? It was a. Uh, like rambunctious type, like a yeah. guy that just does whatever and he's always on the move. Like that's how I was, just like not really unorganized, but like let's just get it done and not worry about it and we'll figure it out later. Okay. But she has the opposite personality. She's like, well, you gotta start thinking about this, this, and this, and that's what I need. So like, just like the business, let's just do it. Let's go, let's see what it does. And I just need that support 
kind of like, okay, well, you go do that. We'll make sure everything is good as you're doing it. So yeah. I need that balance, too. That's an awesome balance to have. I think I fall in a similar boat. I don't know. I didn't even take this past nine test. I know. It's weird. But, um, and I was like, man, it makes sense. It I makes kinda, sense why I'm like that then. But I feel like I do the same thing where you just start something. Like, fuck it. I'm here. Let's do it. Yeah. You know? I don't want to think about it. Because if you think about it, like, uh, then you end up talking yourself out of it. So just fucking just get it done. And then I feel the same way about just life. Like, hey, my bills are paid. I don't know where anything else is going to be figured out, but fuck it, let's figure it out. Whatever comes in front of us. Okay. So but it's good to have that balance, though. Especially how it was before I got married and had kids. Man, I was still like 28 years old, 27 years old, just doing stupid shit. Dumb shit. And I was like, met her and got married, and I was like, yeah, I need to settle down with that stuff. So. Yeah, that's a, here's, a, here's why I, I like that you, you said that was a lot that you said, which it is. There's a lot to unpack, and we're still going to unpack a lot of it. Uh, but I like that you did that, right? Because here's the honest truth about our viewership, right? We get about 20 to 40 minutes, right? And with all that, there's a lot there to for people to I absorb in. So it's great. So that's just the honest truth of what our numbers look like, our analytics look like for people watching. That's why I always try to get into people talking about them, who they are, where they're from, what the brewery's at, or what a business they're at. That's but, weird, man. I'm not used to it. But people don't... I like other people talking, not really... No, but not listen, really you good. like having a conversation. That's true. Yeah. It's it's not like... So let's say you did this by yourself, and you put the microphone by yourself. You just probably would sit here and be short, right? Yeah. But this is... I try to make it feel like a conversation. That's why I don't do it at a studio anymore. Yeah, I saw that. Where's the studio? Your house? Or? No, the studio used to be in downtown Dallas. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and what happened there is from perfect example. Let's say, I don't know how would you be if we have the lights and cameras and TVs in front of you. Right. Don't know how you would be. I feel like you'd be fine. Maybe, uh, but we don't time. know. Yeah. yeah, we don't know. But when I met a brewer named Gavin from Three Nations, maybe someone else in the future when you guys can take a little bit more, they have a great following people. They might love you over there too. Um, and Dom or myself can get you connected with them. But um, anyway. When I had him on the podcast, that's my first time meeting him. He don't know me, I don't know him. Same with you. You don't know me, I don't know you, really. So we get there, and he's robotic. Mm. He's very, like, monotone, robotic. He says the answers, but no more, no less, no fashion behind it. Right. And maybe fault of, as an interviewer, not giving him an actual specific uh, question to answer or topic to answer. But it was just very weird. The next day, he invited us to the brewery. We were hanging out. His atmosphere. Uh, his atmosphere. Completely different. Yeah. Super excited. Drinking beers. We're shotgunning, chugging. He's excited about the brewery. He had a he had one third of the size of this brewery. But so happy. He was so excited. And it's and that's I was like, you know what? Fun spot. That's where he felt his home. Yeah. That's where he felt comfortable. And I was like, you know what? I, I need to make a change. So I did a few episodes in the studio after that and a few episodes out of the studio. And <laughs> brewers or sales or but bartenders for the most part, are more comfortable in the environment they've been around, you know? That makes sense, though. And, and that's what I wanted to capture, because the point of the show is not to be, I'm not an interviewer, I don't know how to interview people, I don't know. Just having a conversation. Just want to hang out and drink with people, right? Yeah. yeah. So I want you to feel comfortable, that's how I started. And you were great, like, like you still are great. What's up, Will? Good, man, how are you? Guys, this is Will, the head brewer of False Idol, came in. Uh, he has this, he's got a little baby with him. 18 month old? Year and a half? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, who is that guy? 
I know I don't have a good beard. I'm working on it. I'm working on the beard. Man, I just shaved mine too, dude. I used to have a long one. Did you really? Oh, bro, it was so long. I went out to uh, Florida to play in a world tournament for softball. No shit. And everybody was like, all right, you Muslim and this and that. You, uh, just a bunch of names. You know how yeah, we are. Talk shit, here. yeah. I got home, just yank. I was like, you're gone. They got to you. They, they got, got to you. They got me. I was going it for like a year. You have a good beard already. Listen, here's the thing. I I have a typical Puerto Rican guy beard where it's like thin. It's there, but <laughs> it's thin. Yeah. I was curly too. It was annoying. It's a, shaved from the side and stuff. But. Yeah, to come and bring it down. But look, I, here's the thing. And don't use this against me, guys. I call myself, my beard is more like pubic hair than a beard. Like, you look like you have a beard. No, I don't. It's pubic hair. It's got to maintain it. Got brush it. Yeah, so I, it. I, so I haven't put any oils in a while. I need to, but I do about a two on the side. I do a two all the way around, and I come, I'm coming down yep. this way, and it keeps it clean. Right now, it's fucked up. I've been busy all week, yeah. so I need to. I was called yeah. Amish numerous times. So I, was like, so I have curly. So here's another thing I'm bald, balding too, but my hair is just as curly as yours. Yeah. And uh, for a long time, I was called Adam Sandler growing up because I'm oh, fucking super white. <laughs> <laughs> and I got all those fucking Jew jokes growing up because yeah. my hair is super curly. And I was like, I'm done. Yep. Over with. Where I lived in uh, New York City, there's Orsidic Jews not too far. Uh, where I was Queens, going. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I was called Orsidic Jew. You know, it's like, I'm in the wrong block. I got fuck. Like, people, we make fun of each other all the time. Yeah. You get thick skin. That's why no one, it doesn't bother me when people start talking shit about me. Like, I'm used to it. Listen, my mom talks Especially more. Especially out there, I'm sure, man. I'm no, sure. for the so when I first moved to Texas, I was play. I was really in decent shape. I wouldn't say good shape. But I was in decent shape, but I started getting a little fat. And I'm the only one of my grand, my grandmother's grandkids that has no uh, kids yet. So when I started getting a little chunky, she started buying me for my birthday and Christmas workout equipment. And every every time I called her, she's like, "Are you married yet?" I'm like, "No." Are you losing weight? No. It's like, how the fuck are you gonna get married? All in, all, mind you, all in Spanish, all talking shit. It's like, I can't, can't believe this. You're so handsome, but yeah, you're gonna look like shit by the time you're 25 with no kids. Man. That's my no, grandmother. No filter. No. That's true love. That's, that's true love. Bought me workout equipment. People always ask me, like, why you got so much workout equipment in your apartment? It's like, that's my grandmother for years. Pull up bars, weights, all from New York City. So when'd you move to Texas? I moved out here. Um, 2009, okay. 2000, and for what? 2008. My parents moved out here first. Oh, okay. um, so my parents grow uh, like, uh, so I'm, my mom's Dominican and my father's Puerto Rican. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I'm half. So, but my my mom is one of 14 kids, and her family lives wow. all over across the United States, from New York City, Florida, South Carolina, San Diego, California, like all over, everywhere. We live in Kansas. I got family in Kansas. Uh, anyway, so she has she has siblings out here and siblings in Florida, and the choice was here in Florida. And for my brother and my sister at the time, was still was super young, they're like, the better options was in Texas. But they came out here, and I refused. I was senior in high school when they moved out here. And I was like, I was like I'm not leaving. Yeah. I was still playing baseball. I was on the handball team and the baseball team. I'm like, I'm not leaving. Man, you want me to take, you want to take me out to play handball? Yeah. And you played handball in high school. Yeah, but I'm not good anymore. I'm not. I'm it, glad I didn't take you up on that. This is the thing. It's I'm like, not doing it. It's like I played baseball in high school too, but I haven't swung a bat in over 11 years. It's not like I could go swing a bat and be like good. Listen, people here that I played, I was decent in high school. I was on a select team. I wasn't never gonna make the pros. Select for handball? No, for oh, baseball. For baseball. For baseball, we didn't. It wasn't that organized for a handball. But anyway, I played. I was really decent in, in baseball, but I wasn't going to college. I didn't get a scholarship. I wasn't going to the pros, anything, but I could play. 
But even with that skill set of playing baseball, I haven't swung a bat in almost 11 years. You think I'm going to go on the field and be fucking phenomenal? No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to know the basics. I'm going to know the basics. I'm going to know where to be at. But it's all going to be fucking rusty. And I'm fat as fuck now, too. Listen. This is how I knew. Bro, there's, I, more, there's more power to it. That's what it is, man. I could Maybe. Listen. So I used to be able to throw 80 without warming up, right? So I went to this gun. It was like three or four years ago. Uh, the uh, fair had a gun machine so you could cock it, and yes. I was talking so much. Shit. I was oh, drunk. Man. You think you I was, think you could throw it hard, but you can't. I used to throw it on command like 75, 80. I could throw it, not, not, which is, in high school is decent, yeah. and that's nothing in college or pros anyway. Anyway, so I'm talking shit. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can still throw 60. When I threw that ball, you know how fast I went? I like 32. No, no, it can't be that slow. It was slow. Listen, I have no I don't work out anymore. I was so slow. And I had fucking high school kids who were playing baseball throwing like 60, 70. I was like, really? And I'm just like, all right, I need to work out. <laughs> My grandma might be right. Didn't make it. I played a D1 at SFA in East Texas. No shit. And they clocked me one time. I was at short, not pitching or anything. So, like, they clocked you while you're throwing it across the diamond. So, you have that, like, extra step and you get behind your throw and everything. Yeah. hitting 91. But I've thrown, I played amateur ball four years ago, and I wasn't even hitting 70. So I was like, a lot happens. But a it's, lot happens. I didn't think, you know, like you said, you think it'd be muscle memory. Like, I know baseball. I know how to, the mechanics of throwing. But it's the muscle memory and the muscle you need to rebuild to throw those things I'm again. I'm just kidding, bro. Because when I went out and played again, I batted. I went 0 for 4 with three strikeouts, and I was like, I'm not coming back to this shit. I'm out. <laughs> and, I quit. and I went to softball. <laughs> so okay, so you know the deal, man. Yeah, like, I know. I was just, I was just messing. You with think? You. Listen, I really thought, I really thought I could just throw on command. But it's a lot of these little muscle groups that you don't think about. Oh, that yeah. are, are, it's and not. And you sore as hell the next three days. You're like those. I didn't even know those those existed. My, so I never got back to playing baseball. I played a few softball games, but I want to do fast pitch softball. I don't know if you do fast pitch or That's slow pitch. Slow That's pitch. Interesting. Like so, I really do. You should. I think fast pitch is more fun um, than our um, arc pitch or slow pitch. Uh, but anyway, but after uh, two games, my hand hurt, yep. my wrist hurts, my elbow hurt, my shoulder, Your ankles hurt, fucking my Twisting. side of my ribs hurts for oh, throwing yeah. the ball. Like I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. I, I figured my core would hurt, which kind of did, but like these little muscles on the side for opening up and throwing. I'm just like, what is this right here? What is this hurting right here? <laughs> What's going on? Like. Hell yeah, dude. I know. I play so in softball we play we play in these things called conference tournaments where you play pretty much against those guys that are on TV for the USA against Canada no shit. Okay. and shit like that. So there's one tournament every weekend in U Triple SA, right? So we travel across the nation. Usually my team, which is B or A, usually around then. Around there we travel Oklahoma, okay. Arkansas, Houston, Dallas obviously, Louisiana. We try to stay local and stuff. Sometimes Vegas, uh, Orlando, and stuff like that. But when you get there, you start on a Friday night, and if you make it to championship, it's Sunday around noon or two, and you get about six games in, six to eight games, depending on how much you're losing. Yeah. Your entire week is gone. You can't move. You wake up Tuesday, not just Monday. Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday. Day, you want to get out of bed. I can imagine your feet hurting, your yeah. knees hurt. And after you turn 30, bro, you're done. Listen, I'm 30. I'm 33, 32. I'm 32. I just had a birthday. 
I'm 33, I think. Were you born in 88? 87. 87, so, so you're 33. Yeah. I'm 33, dude. I get up now, still my ankles, I'm like, I didn't even do anything yesterday. No, my, listen, so you look like you're in great shape, right? I, Try. what Try. are you, 220? What? 220? In bench? No, in a weight. Hell no. How much you weigh? I weigh 172. How, how tall are you? I thought you were like 6'1". No. How tall are you? I'm 10, dog. You towered me. I thought you were a tall ass I Puerto thought you were taller Rican. than me. No. <laughs> That's why I say you're 6'1". No, I'm short, man. I'm short. No, you're not short? Not short. I'm average. Yeah. No, you're I'm small, dude. No. I weigh 220. You mean bench? No. no. So, because I weigh 300 pounds right now. If I was to lose 80 pounds, I would be super skinny, and I'd be about 220. Nah, man. You wouldn't be super skinny. If you lose that much weight, you're gonna be packing on muscle. That'd be a good weight for you. I mean, obviously, it's uh, it will a good be a, weight for it anybody. Be, it will be a better weight than what I am right now with no working out. So I'm trying to get to that. But you uh, be I have this coworker of mine that uh, plays softball, and she's like, "You used to play baseball," and I was like, "Yeah, I used to play select baseball." Nothing. I always tell those people like, "Yeah, select baseball doesn't mean I was the, one of the best players in the world. Like I was getting a, a scholarship. I just play better competition, and I can handle it. I didn't get a scholarship." For a fucking baseball, so that's, I keep telling people that all the time. Like, I didn't get a scholarship. Just understand, I'm not that level. You hear people here select, and like, oh, you could play. I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, I was like, she's like, well, get on my team, and we fucking dominate. I was like, hold up, I haven't swung a bat in years. You understand? Regardless of what I used to do as a kid, I can't do that shit no more. I don't know. Yeah. And, and throwing the softball is a little bit different too, because I'm so used to clocking back and holding with my three fingers yeah. to throw. Yeah. And it's three of, uh, it's gonna be four or five fingers to throw with a, a softball, and I don't even know how that mechanics really. And that ball moves, dude. Like if you grab it the wrong way, that ball just curves out. <laughs> yeah, so it sucks. I got small hands, so trying so to. So do I. Thing, it's just it's, it's hard. That's what I'm saying. Like I was telling her, like you don't understand. Like I'm used to so. I used to play infield and outfield, but even with that, if I'm cocking back and throwing from back here, I'm so used to knowing where the ball's at because I'm throwing from a uh, baseball thing. That's going to be different with a softball. I throw a softball playing around with people, and I know it's different, but imagine being in a game and trying to throw that shit hard. Like, I don't know. I got to practice. Yeah, there's times you get that deep backhand in softball, and I just throw it into the dirt because that way you get that one hop, you know where it's going to go. Yeah. You try to throw it in the air, it can fly, it can do anything. If you don't grip it right. Yeah. So, so I was like, I know. It's like don't 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 go telling your family or your friends like we're gonna come back and I'm gonna help you dominate. Like I haven't I haven't thrown a bat, I haven't thrown a ball. <laughs> like listen, no matter, don't think about that shit. But that's interesting, man. That's exciting. My dad would love to hear about playing softball. He used to play uh, softball all the time. He was a really good baseball player. My mom was too. Uh, she played baseball. All my Dominican family's really good at baseball. Uh, I was kind of. Yeah, be too. No, they were better at basketball. Oh, re- well, yeah, that's that's true. My Puerto Rican side was better at. Uh, yeah, my Puerto Rican side was better at basketball and handball. Uh, and my mom's side of the family was better at baseball and gymnastics. Oh, those guys are crazy nowadays, man. Like, Puerto Rico has, like, developed a lot. And especially with our draft now, like, Puerto Ricans have to go through the draft system, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody else, Cuba, Dominican Republic, all of these other countries, like, they don't have to do the draft. They can get picked up different ways. So, like... They haven't developed as much, and obviously Puerto Rico is part of the U.S. Yeah. So like, you know, there's funding for that. It's a different story with funding. You know, Puerto Rico's fucked in that aspect, anyways. But a lot of other ways. Dominican yeah. Republic, you know, they're still playing on these dirt infields, like dirt entire fields with rocks and hard gravel and stuff like that. And these guys have hands. Like, you throw the ball and the ball's moving back and forth, and they're just picking it like, you know, they're in a prairie just. 
having a good time. And you bring them over here and playing on pristine grass and turf and stuff like that, they'll blow anybody out the water. So like, Puerto Rico's taking such a dive in baseball, and it sucks to see it. But it's, you know the problem too. It's not just it's not just the environment that uh, baseball is in Puerto Rico. It's also where uh, Major League Baseball is invested in, right? Yeah. And they invested in the Dominican Republic. Uh, for the simple fact is because they could pay the players way less. They don't have to support the minor league system they put over there. And no draft. And no draft. Yeah. So what they do to these kids out there is they don't force nobody to play. Everything's volunteer, right? right. But when you when you live in the campo, right, and you have no light and no AC and no know where really your next meal is going to come from, yep. the the prospect of just throwing a ball and possibly making millions it's of dollars to die for it. And yeah. they have these massive farm systems over there in the Dominican Republic. And then you have these guys from Major League Baseball or minor systems who just fly over there and just pick kids without any uh, concern about their family, any concern about their well-being and mental state. Just plug them, play them in a minor league team or a major league team. And and if they don't work out, send them back without any uh, recourse because they're not part of the United States. They don't have any restrictions on it. I would do it. I would do it as a kid. You, you can't blame the kids or the family or for doing it. Hey, go do it. You, you have if an opportunity. Not, but what I'm saying is it's more of detriment of the system that you just pluck these kids that true. have a dream That's without any remorse because a lot of these kids from the farm system won't make it. No one tells them that. Like You get plucked to the States with no support system from your family. And the now no, so And no right. English, most likely, because they're coming from very poor families, so no one's knowing English. So they come here trying to learn English, trying to play baseball, with nobody else around them that likes them or wants to talk to them. Or no one knows where they're coming from. And most of them fail because of the stress of it. And not just learning, this is the physical part of it too, but the mental stress is big. So these guys in the system would just take these guys and throw them back without without any recourse. Because they they're on a game-by-game -game contract or a five-day game contract, a 10-day game contract. And they're, oh, this kid sucks. Throw him back to the DR. No remorse. Yeah. It's not the kid's fault. He's trying. Yep. I just don't, that's the problem. So, and you can't really do that with Puerto Rico anymore. No, because we're part, of, we're part of the United States and technically a state without being the status of a state. So they can't do that to our kids because there's lawsuit involved. Right. So yeah, we could go to college and play. And if you draft us and then you treat us like that, that's a violation of the contract. That's the thing. Like, they don't even have college baseball over there. Yeah, well, they come it's, over here. Yeah, they come over here. New, I had uh, cousin Ray who came over here. And but that's why basketball is taken baseball. off over there in Puerto Rico. Bro, we've taken so many of our family members into the household uh, and brought them over here in Texas just to finish school and stuff. Mm. Play baseball, try to get a scholarship and everything like that. So. Because, I mean, there's not even really organized baseball over there. There's no high school baseball. It's just teams that grow up together, and they stay together, and they just play other teams, or they play DR, yeah. Cuba, and they just stay within their islands and stuff. Like, there's no real organization, which is well, crazy. Well, because they're left out to, like, uh, we could talk a whole podcast about the, what's, what happened to Puerto Rico over the years, uh, how we get left out on taxes and a lot of things like that, and why we get fucked on uh, right. supplies. A lot. Yeah. A lot. We could talk about, well... <laughs> Quick example, when you order something shipped in from Puerto Rico, like you want something shipped in, right? It has to come here. has to come here. Why is that? U.S. We mean here is in U.S. Uh, it's the mainland. Mainland U.S. United States, right? So in Puerto Rico, if you say, I'm going to get a fridge from Japan, like whatever fancy fridge or whatever appliance you want, you can't ship it from Japan or any other country directly to Puerto Rico. It has to be shipped to the continental United States, right. then reshipped to Puerto Rico. Right. Why is that? Because Congress wrote it in their bill 
and Congress owns you Puerto Rico technically. So we don't have our own rights. Congress makes our rights. Right. So and Congress made a bill saying that we get double taxed. So you get taxed for buying a purchase from overseas to ship over here. Freight charges. And then you get freight charges from United from the United States to Puerto Rico and you gotta pay for all that. Yeah. And that's why things are so much more expensive. A gallon of milk over there is six bucks. I believe it. We don't have the ability to grow to have that dairy farm system over there. We gotta get it shipped so in. Nuts. So it's like, a, like it, a, another great example, something from DR which is right there next to it. Anything we want to get from them, any commerce, drive up north, Did they see northwest to U.S., come back down to Puerto Rico, which is no, not even 100 miles away. There's, no direct, miles there's away. no direct freight from any country, even though how close, how far, to Puerto Rico. Yeah. It's illegal because Congress made it that way in one of their bills. Uh, in like 1905, like 1909, like this. Something way outdated. Yeah, they, they don't change, and it will never change because it's bureaucracy within Congress, and why would they change it? They get the revenue from it. Sad. It is sad. It's really sad for our people. That is. But, but anyway, we could make a whole podcast. And I mean, I'm down to do this whole podcast about Puerto Rico because there's a lot of misconceptions about Puerto Rico as far as, like, our um, our people don't believe we contributed to the United States and then the belief of how we're independent as well. There's a lot of problems. There's a lot, are. and there's a lot in Puerto Rico. I mean, there's... My family split between wanting to be part of the U.S. and wanting nothing to do with That's the That's a whole line. Like, so, you know, it comes from both sides. It's not just U.S. saying these guys are a bunch of non-contributors, which is not true. We did our part back in World War II. We did a major part in World War II in contributing. That's another story also. Well, we, like, we've been part of the United States since the Spanish Revo- uh, Spanish-American War, right? We fought in World War One. We fought in every significant war since uh, Spanish, uh, America, Spanish American War. Because, and another big problem, people, uh, so, all right, this is my last thing I'm gonna say. The last thing I'm gonna say, we gotta go back to fun stuff. <laughs> so people look at the Puerto Rican flag, and I make this joke all the time too, just from, because it's funny, that we stole the flag from Cuba, right? But the problem is, it's not true. Puerto Rico fought for independence, made that flag, we lost against Spain. It just happened, we lost. We didn't win. We didn't win like Dominican Republic and we didn't win like Cuba. We lost. It just happened. We didn't really lose. It was just, it just happened where we just got tired and didn't finish it out. And that could be true being not true. Historical uh, documents is uh, incomplete at that time period. But anyway, we had that flag first. Cuba took the flag. They became uh, independent. Now that's their flag first because they got recognized uh, by the world powers. Whatever. So they first. Fuck you. Our flag first. That's awesome people, bro. They're awesome people. I'm not talking about the people. I'm just talking about the flag. <laughs> Fuck that. So they have the flag. All right, cool. Then uh, Spanish America, uh, Spanish American War happens. America, United States, fucking wipes the floor with uh, Spain. In the treaty, we get transfer of power from Spain to uh, United States. Immediately two years after that, or a year and a half, depending on the time frame where you believe the contract was signed. Again, all this time period is, it's conflicted, right? As mm-hmm. far as like, we don't have, we have certain dates of like, yes, this is part of the Commonwealth of the United States, but we don't know times of it being signed. Anyway, because Puerto Rico didn't keep track of this. And the United States didn't give a fuck about Puerto Rico. But anyway, we become a Commonwealth of the United States. New Orleans has a massive fire where it burns down the whole uh, whole city. Whoa, you're t- teaching me stuff right here. All right. The day, the, the same year that we become a Commonwealth of the United States, 20,000 Puerto Ricans go to New Orleans to help rebuild. So the first Puerto Ricans didn't land in Chicago or New York City or Miami. They landed in New Orleans. 
Really? For the fire, yeah. And it helped rebuild. No shit. Mm-hmm. So we have roots in New Orleans. We have roots in having to help rebuild the United States in different aspects of it because we had no way to work and we had to feed ourselves. And they offered to transport us there, pay us, and transport us back to our family. I need to look into that, man. We roots have a crazy... In New Orleans, like, you wouldn't think... Well, I wouldn't have thought that. We have a crazy history within this, this even within the the lifespan of the Caribbeans of like what we have documented right we have the most craziest history of all Dominican Republic's oh, yeah. history is crazy too Cuba I'm not I'm not degrading any of it really wild but we have the most insane diverse and there was a study that came out five ten years ago that we have the most universal bloodline like in the world. So, yeah. We have African, we have Spaniard, we have, we have Irish. Native American, we have Native Indian, mm-hmm. the Tainos over there. So, like, dude, I should have prepped for this. Nobody thought we were going to be talking about no. this, but like, a huge study was just like, we have the most universal blood, like, the common blood of the world. We have uh, the parts of us. Wrong. No, you're not. It's, it's not wrong. It's, I forgot what the, what the term, the, the um, was used for that. We have. Here's the thing, more slaves came through Puerto Rico than anywhere else in the Caribbean. Irish slaves, Asian slaves, African slaves, Indian slaves. There were more slaves that was transported through Puerto Rico than anywhere else in the United States, as far as Americans. Uh, uh, There are other places who also are diverse as well, but we had more groups transported. People don't think uh, there was Irish slaves. There were Irish slaves. Uh, they were transported to us. There was Chinese slaves that were transported to us. So we have Asian uh, descents. There's parts of us who have Asian oh blood. There's parts of us who has Irish blood. That's why we have redheads in Puerto Rico. We go to uh, San Juan, you see a, a white-haired, blue-eyed, redhead person. You think they're not Puerto Rican, but they're fucking full-blown Puerto Rican. My mom has red hair. Yeah. So, I was born with red hair. No, shit. Not. Yeah, no so. but I believe not no. saying Irish, but it's just no, but we that's, have a diverse... Where you think redhead comes from? It comes from Norwegian oh. lands uh, 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 in that area. Yeah. So it's it's... Part of our heritage because we had most slaves from different regions come to us that's why we look the most different dog that's awesome look at you here's a here's a problem for me in my life i didn't believe i belonged in in puerto rico or dominican republic because i look so different from my family i look so white i look you don't, I, you don't look white i whitish compared to uh, like dominicans or compared to a lot of people i look i feel like i didn't belong so in my life, I've spent so much time studying uh, her history because I felt like I didn't belong. I want to know more. Yeah. Like, where do I fit in? And then when, when you read the Dominican history, they have a crazy history too. The Puerto Rican history is crazy. And then I've, lately I've been learning about the Cuban history of like how they were going. That's also a crazy story too, you know? Yeah. But uh, it just I just felt like I wanted to know my people. And where do I belong? Like, do I belong here? I don't know. Have you taken one of those genetic tests? I'm where well, I am so. Like, you're the perfect person. I'm so terrified of it. No, why terrified? The joke of the joke of is this, because I look, I feel like I feel, so, I look it's, so white. Someone's gonna be like, yeah. uh, you're Peruvian. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, fuck. No, you're 100 Spaniard. I'm like, fuck. I don't belong here. <laughs> that would be your luck. That would be my luck. But here's a here's the honest <laughs> truth, though. Uh, I've also been blessed to be born in New York City. One of the most diverse museums is in Spanish Harlem of our people so not just New York Greekans that their history but our history as a as a whole in Spanish Harlem is we have a museum out there that's fucking phenomenal and any new if you ever go to New York City and you want to you have time to go to a museum 
I would say go to Spanish Harlem and check out the Puerto Rican Museum. That's from Manhattan. And we haven't even been to New York together. So, I've been to New York a few times and I haven't even been What's the last time your dad been to Manhattan? I don't know. I don't know. But I met my grandfather for the first time out there. No way. Yeah, so that How was, was that? about uh, five years ago or so. I don't know. It was... It's weird. My I'm, dad's dad is I, what it felt like. You know? I've met my grandfather, my Puerto Rican grandfather. My, um, my father uh, and, and my mother are technically like the black sheep of the family, especially for his father, or my grandfather. He never wanted anything to do with him. I didn't meet him until I was 25. Yeah. 26. Yeah. And we talked. Like, and uh, like most older people with regrets, like he talked about it. Yeah. And I'm listening. And like I don't have any hard hard uh, feelings from because he didn't do anything to me. My father might be different. I don't know. But we talked. We listened. And I think it was interesting to, to hear some of his story. Yeah. And I kind of see where my like my whiteness comes from comes from him, so I look more like him than I do my father. Okay. And I'm just like, hmm, okay, it's interesting. Okay. And we just talked, and that's the morning of the time before he passed away. He passed away a couple years after that. Wow, that's that's actually really similar to how my dad and his dad were. You know, childhood was was rough. Dad started working when he was like seven. Yeah. Shoe shining, making it work for his two younger siblings. Uh, and uh, it wasn't until I was an adult and they started developing a relationship and you know now they're good and dad is always you know call them talk to them blah 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 I'm just like oh, you know what dad you know if it happens it happens if I meet him I meet him yeah. but you know that's similar how it is they're just trying to figure it out they finally figured it out they're good now but like being raised so many years like 20 years plus like yeah. you know not knowing him dad actually didn't want anything to do with him for the longest time and as we're adults like my grandfather's like repented repented repent he repents what happens in the past and the Catholic trying game. to make it trying to make it better oh maybe it's, so i feel like as we all as young men and we go through it our, and we're same age from 18 to 25 we look back and like why did i do some things like that and then from 25 to 30 you look back and like why did i do those things and then from 30 forever 35 40 we always gonna look back because we change we learn we experience things you don't know how you're gonna react in situations until you're in it and then you look back it's like i couldn't handle that better and i feel like we ever get lucky it's the biggest way kids do you have them young man you're still oh. trying to figure out your life. You have a kid life. at 15, 16, 20. Well, you're trying to do your own thing still. You like, just don't know who you are sense. yet. Yeah. So you look back at these things, you're like, I wish I did things better. And I can see it's a remorse of like, because you know better now. Maybe not at that time, mm-hmm. but you know better now. So you're like, okay. So Very I get true. all that for any grandparents or any person that grows older. If, we get, if I get lucky enough to be 60, 60 plus, and if we look back on my life, there's some things I wish I'd done better. But that's a blessing of being older and hopefully wiser, you know? Yeah. My dad was wise, man. Like, he had me a little bit older. He was the uh, same age I had my son, Kai. He was uh, 28. No, I'm okay. sorry. 30, 31. 30 to 31. And uh, he never left my side. He was military. He's been military for 23 years, I believe. Oh, wow. So he's been to wars uh, my entire high school life. but. Before that, 
he made it a point that he was gonna do, his goal always in life was, I'm gonna be there for you like my father was not for me. And he was, like through and through. He put, he helped with finance in college and everything like that. I graduated college, couldn't find a job. I went back and got an MBA at A&M. He paid for that out of his oh, own wow. pocket. And it was just like, set a great example. That guy, that retired guy that was just in this corner right here helping me out, man. He's retired, making, he made great money throughout his life, and now he's trying to get his, his business off the ground so I can pass it down to my kid. That's awesome, man. So seeing him was just the best father figure you could get. And every time I see my little one running around, it's like, man, I got you back. Always have your back. No, that's beautiful. Of course, I don't, this is the reason why I didn't want to have kids early. I was a shit person as a kid. I was a hard hit person. I was, I was terrible. I was a shit person. And then, you know, here's a stupid story. Uh, how I realized I was a shit person. I got a dog that was sick and dying as a puppy. And I was like, I raised it, and then I was supposed to give it away to get my money back. And then I looked at this dog, and like, she was so attached to me, and I was like, I can't give her away. That's fucked up. I like raised it to help, and like now she doesn't leave anywhere more than two feet away from me. Oh, yeah. So I can't do this to this dog. Then I kept the dog. Now. The dog has personalities. They have weird kicks. And then I'm yelling at the dog, and I'm as I'm yelling at the dog, I was like, this dog doesn't fucking know English. <laughs> like, what am I doing yelling at a dog? So my anger temperament was kind of like, I had to look back. I was like, why am I angry at this dog? And my dog has this weird takes now that, because I've yelled at it for so long, like, if you raise your voice, she's like, oh, shit, what's going on? <laughs> but that's my problem when I've had it for so long because how angry I was as an individual. I didn't realize that until talking to this dog. So it's stupid. Now imagine I didn't realize that until having a kid and passing that anger yeah. through that kid and bringing some damage to that right. kid. What right. if I was 20 and had, did that to a kid? Right. That kid has his own things he has to go through. Now because of my own things, I had to learn. Right? So I am glad that I didn't have a kid young. Like my, my grandparents wanted My grandmother wanted me to have a kid earlier. But I was like... I'm such an asshole. If I did that a kid, I would damage a kid. Don't know what level of emotional damage. I wouldn't physically hurt the kid. No. But I, it's emotional things, so you don't it realize. Is. And you don't know what, what you're going to be like when you have one. Yeah. But I didn't know how I was going to be when I had mine. My dad, my both my parents were always just like, have a kid. Obviously, they want one. I was 30 years old, and I haven't had a damn kid yet. So yeah. like, when are you going to give me one? Give me a grandchild. I was like, shut up. <laughs> My so, mom was the same way at this point. Yeah, so you have one, you don't know how you're going to treat it, you don't know how you're going to treat them, not it. You don't know how good of a parent you're going to be, it's fucking scary. And then the, the, the time that boy was born, it was like, I'll never do anything bad to you. Just took over. I don't know if it's the age, being 30 years old, I don't know if it's... Uh, having a father figure, I don't know what it is, but all of a sudden you're just like, it doesn't matter what happens. Dude, he annoyed the fuck out of me yesterday. Like, he's just hard-headed, he, he doesn't stop. I had to, he's only two. When he was 18 months old, I built a rock wall, a rock climbing wall in our office so that he nice. can just work out his pent up energy. Like, he's beautiful, like he just tries to, he's always going, he's always moving. And he was like that last night. Like, I got delivered bad news last night with the, Sorry, the business. Uh, it was actually here. Like, the city was giving us a hard time. Oh, with I me. Yeah, I was supposed to be here last night. Don, Don was yelling at me. Not yelling at me like he was mad at me, but he was, like, just 
same thing frustrating. Yeah, like, so like I got delivered that news and I couldn't show up here and you know that's a different story and stuff. So like, yes, that's a different thing. We're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> so yesterday was just a shit day, trying to get rid of several hundred dollars worth of food. I finally do. The night's winding down and stuff, and like the kid is just running around, and not once did I feel like yelling at him. It's just like, look at him go, look at him go, look at him go, look at that damn kid go, jumping off the damn couch, doing the rock walk, climbing wall. He's running outside like a madman. I'm just like, it's fucking beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. I can be stressed the fuck out. I, I don't even smoke. But last night I grabbed a black and mild and a beer and I was sitting outside with my two dogs. Do you want to smoke a cigar? I got cigars in the car. I smoke cigars. I'll smoke a cigar. I don't mind. But like that was just the thing. It was like, I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke weed. I don't smoke anything. And last night I just saw a black and I was just like, shit. And I went outside and just smoked it. And then I, my wife gave him a bath and he came out running around naked. And I was like, fuck <laughs> this shit. And I went inside. I was like, what's up, man? Yeah. So. But, it, but here's the thing. It's, it's, a, it's a combination of all your experiences with your, your amazing father, uh, your amazing mother, and also your age. Like, I think if you were 20 and had a kid or yeah. 18 and had a kid, it'd be tough. Because emotionally and hormonally, we're still trying to figure ourselves out, you know? And that's late in life you're still trying to figure yourself yeah like, we're always going to learn and try to figure things out but at that time if you look back at who you was at 20 years old there's parts of my personality of being aggressive as far as like sports wise that i like but that does not help for me and if life. i was to have a kid at 20 it wouldn't help the kid yeah. that aggression and i'm just like if i was to have a kid now i'd be way better off as a parent i don't know if i'd be a good parent but better off as a parent now i think you I don't know. You don't know until you're in that situation. You don't know anything until you're in the situation. I tell you right now, just just reading you. Like, we met one time before this. It wasn't much. It was just pretty much setting this up. Talking to you now, you got it. I know you are. So, now, I you have to it. find somebody to have that with. That's another problem. <laughs> so, here's the thing. So But you're going to be a good dad. So, uh, I'm the last surviving Santana of my lineage. Uh, my father, unfortunately, passed away. Um, so I'm the last surviving Santana of my lineage. My grandfather, I'm the only grandkid from my grandfather uh, with the, the name. So if I was to have a kid, I do want to have a kid. Not, I don't, not that I do want to have a kid, I should say. That, but if I do have a kid, I would love to love the baby mama too. Or my wife, it was, that, it was my wife. I would love to respect that person and love it. So that's another problem. Like When I was growing up, my grandma was like, have a kid. I was like, I can't have a kid with people I don't like. A lot of these people you fuck around with in these clubs, like, you don't like them. I just want to fuck them. You met them in the club, you got a problem anyway. Yeah, you could meet a good one in the club, you maybe. Could. I don't know. You I've could. heard great stories, but 99% of the time, that's a no. <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> yes. No, so, that's true. It is true. Uh, but it's it's uh, it's an interesting thing. But I also, here's the thing where I'm, like, I'm, this is my dilemma. Now I'm going to talk to you. Your wife's not Latin. No. I feel I'm not Latin enough. So if I was to have a kid with somebody, I would hope it would be a Latin woman. But I can't control that who I like. I don't know the future. I don't have the, I don't have no one in when my you life. Find the one. It's the one. Whoever that's it is, it yeah. doesn't matter where they come from, it'd right? Be so nice, right? It would be nice. Latin. But that's my idea. Am nice. I wrong for thinking like that? To be because I want the like Latin like no, culture. No, man. You're trying to play. So do you want to work at this job, or do you want to go to somewhere else? You want to. You have plans on what you want to do for a living, right? Mm -hmm. You have plans what you want to do for a podcast. You're making plans for that. You can make plans for a woman, too. 
Okay. You can try. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna find one that you like, like I did with my wife. Like, I always wanted a Spanish girl too. You know, Puerto Rican. You know, whatever. I didn't. My first language is Spanish. I learned English after that. The whole idea was to marry a Puerto Rican man. My parents brought me to Texas, bro. My dad was military. We came to fucking Texas. There's a lot of Puerto Ricans here. There they are. My situation was I found a woman that I love. She was white. We made it happen and everything. You can. You can do it. I do. I appreciate it. No, so um, even though I say I want, I would love to have a kid with a Latin woman if I was to have one, It's, but that's not my priority of it. Like, my priority is to find someone I respect that's right. and that I like. Amen. Uh, so. That's another big thing. It's like, so, okay, I'm 32 years old. Hey, my people make fun of me. Don was making fun of me last night. Uh, uh, about talking to girls. Like, there's this girl out there talking to me. I was like... Was that podcast last night? No. It was like your pickup line for the chug or whatever? No, that was a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. That was a few weeks ago. No, so last night we were hanging out uh, when Dom was yelling at me about the bad news. Again, he wasn't yelling at me. He was uh, yelling at me, but not to me uh, about the whole situation because it was all fucked. It's all fucked. But anyway, there was this crazy girl that kept flirting me. And it's like, Don was like, talk to her. And I'm like, thank you, brother. Is this bananas in here? Uh. <laughs> uh, no, so it's, uh, my thing is, I run, I, my only purpose for talking to girls that I gotta like and respect you first. This girl I did not respect. I was like, I'm not talking to her, man. I'm not talking to her. You said this girl you did not respect? Just from the five seconds I did had a chance to talk to her, I'm like, I don't okay. respect this girl. I'm not talking to her. I thought that was going down a different road. You didn't no. respect it, so you just made it. No, I'm not. So here's the thing. That's why my dad was making fun of me. He's like, he's like, you don't sleep with girls like like I used to. Like, just pick up random girls and take them to my house. Like, I don't do that no more, man. I've did that though. I've I've been blessed to travel the world and fuck girls around the cold world, and I've been blessed. Yeah. I don't want that no more. My dog, I got one dog that's sick, and I got one dog that's crazy, you know, and can't bring people to my house. <laughs> around your sick dogs. Yeah. Four pups. Yeah. So I like did, and also I don't want to deal with that. Like I don't want. No, you don't. I don't want to deal with crazy. I don't want. Whatever she like. I don't know. There's a lady from Hole in the Wall. I thought she was crazy. I'm not talking to her. But what if she would have, like, something happened? I did, let's well, say I did, and something happens. I've had cops call to my apartments before because of crazy girls. Yeah. And, like, they, was she older, too? She was younger. She was younger. Yeah. So, like, them older chicks, too, man. You got to be careful. Their time to make babies is coming to an end. Oh, Just yeah, that whole thing. Pin inside that condom, and there, there goes your baby. Yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> another thing. No, With no. With the no. one you don't want. <laughs> Shit. No. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But yeah. this was just younger because it's annoying. But it was like, nah. So Don was making fun of me. He's like, like, you don't do... So I do the show a lot. I, I get it. I'm in bars a lot. And I don't talk to girls, man. I don't flirt with girls. I don't talk to girls. Because now when I'm doing this. Because I'm work. It's work. And I don't, yeah. and I don't shit where I eat. You know? Yeah. And, and Don was like, you could do it, man. I'm like, I don't want to, man. But that's where I'm like, damn. Am I old where I, like, I just don't want to fuck nobody no more? Like, I don't know. Nah, you still do. No. Being 30 kind of slows down a little bit. Like, not anything you see that's walking around with two legs and nothing in between their legs trying to get on it. So I mean, you can always it appreciate down it. just a little bit, but not much. You're still a dude. I mean, I'm always gonna appreciate a good-looking woman, but I'm just never like I don't know. My thing is, so, I it's a funny thing again. Thanks to my dog Samantha, I think about her before any girl comes to my house. 
Like, That's how you know you're going to be a good dad, bro. I was like, I can't bring her. So my dog, she's on IV treatment, so I got to go home every no night. Shit. Yeah, she has kidney oh, failure. Um, how old is she? Uh, 10, but it just happened that the kidney started failing. She technically should have another four years if she didn't have this uh, problem. But um, she has a problem, so I go home, give her IV treatments every night. I got to give make her special dinner every night and figure it out. That IV stays in her, right? You don't have to... No, like, I ha so we do it. Stick uh, in there every night? Yeah, I have to stick it in there every night. Oh, so I have to. Take that? She hates it. I bet. And she freaks out, and the other dog freaks out because, so the IV is not uh, in the vein. It's gonna be under the skin. Okay. So what that does, it brings a, a bump on her skin right. and helps her absorb it. Okay. It helps her absorb that fluids. But in the meantime, she can't move because it's not in her vein. It's not stationary. So I have to hold her, uh, inject her. And then I have the like the other dog that's only two years old that's like freaking out, too. I'm like, I deal with that. So I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do that to the dog. The dog's already old too. Yeah. So. I have a dog that just turned ten years old too. I know she has some bad stuff in her. Like Maybe. I feel her back. She's a husky, and I feel her back, and you feel like lumps and shit. And I'm just like, oh, dude, I don't want to take you to the doctor because I already know what's gonna happen. And I'm not paying them to take her under the knife and, yeah. and cut everything out. Like. What I would do, because they won't make you do anything. They won't make you do anything. But what I would, uh, if you ever feel comfortable to do take her in, just look into it. Like, if it's any, like, medicine or special diet you might want to change, do you, how do you feed her? She has uh, dried organic, like, dried food. So you mix it yeah. with some water, and it's like a, a mix. My mother-in-law showed I, me what it was. I would, I would look into, like, meat. Like, just meat. Straight meat. I've tried that before. I'm lazy as shit. It's uh, not lazy. It's, it's expensive, too. It's expensive, which is, for the benefit of their health, it's just I don't do it. I don't yeah. get out there and I don't grind shit up. I don't do it by the chicken feed mixed with liver and heart. Like, no, you need what I was thinking, like, everything. here's the thing. Um, she's older now, or he is older now. Yeah. Um, what I would do, I wouldn't give him raw, but they could eat raw meat if you trained them younger. So you could buy, like, a steak or a chicken and give it to them. They'll eat it. Right. Uh, with a little bit of like uh, uh, a little bit of uh, sweet potato, yep. Uh, and that's all they would need, and that's good. And uh, more, think about it more of like an but it's not all they need. They yeah. need organs. They need. The liver. The liver's cheap now. Liver's cheap. You could buy to like you're here in uh, well you're in uh, Urban, right? No, I live in Bedford now. You live in Bedford. Oh, so um, yeah, Urban has a little bit more of a, a butcher shops out there in Urban, but it's Bedford. I'm pretty sure you can find a butcher shop and get some liver. Like Michoacana over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just order, get some liver, uh, cook it up real quick. Because again, I don't. It's a boy or girl. 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 So um, she doesn't have the butt, uh, the gut biome to digest. I said butt. But <laughs> gut biome to digest raw liver and a uh, raw really? meat. She does, but. You don't, since she didn't do it when she was younger? Oh, she did. She's uh, always had steak. She always had bones. Like raw? Yeah. Oh, so, so like, she's fine. I so, can give it to her. Yeah, so but, uh, the only reason I said, like, if she never had it before, because people always give, like, some people always give their whole, um, their dog, dry dog food. No, I didn't. Um, so if, after, if that was a dog, for people listening, if that was a dog, I wouldn't recommend at an older age, give them raw meat, because they had a chance to process it. Or may not, and yeah. I don't. I am not a veterinarian to say, "Hey, do it and try it." I'm not gonna ever Disclaimer. suggest it. Yep. Yeah, but if 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 she had raw meat before, so she has that uh, bacteria in her gut to digest it. Uh, so I would say get some liver, uh, get some heart, some kidney, yeah. uh, with some um, a little bit of sweet potato, 
cut back much of those carbs out of her diet. And some bones. Like yeah. Chicken feet is good. Like uh, some, the bone marrow is yeah. awesome for them. But if, so. with just with the liver and the heart alone, what you want to get is all those, uh, those nutrients from those two organs. Facts. And that would help. It, when you cut those those other impurities out, might help with what I don't know if she has any masses on it or not, but would help with a lot of those impurities of those masses yeah. and uh, put her into a more uh, metabolic state where she's burning more energy and might kill off some of those masses. I don't know what those masses are, but that's what I'm saying, figure out what they are. I used to, my, my nine to five, like you, I work at nine to five, for a long time I did cancer research. Really? Yeah. Okay. So no money in it, guys. If you have the heart for it, I, I want people to do it, but I there's no money involved. As far as like, let's, even if you're like the top-notch doctor, like there's not a lot of money. But anyway, I did that for a long time just to get the experience. And what we're finding out and what we'll find out in the next 15, 20 years is the connection of uh, nutrition to some of these uh, cancers or some of these infections and some of these inf uh, 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 inflammation kind of problems we have. Uh, because we don't know digestion that well. We don't know what goes into Tom eating. Tom Brady does. No, he doesn't. Shit. We need to follow Tom Brady's diet. <laughs> we Every dog, squirrel, raccoon <laughs> needs to follow Tom Brady diet. Maybe. He may have a, he may have an idea, but we don't have... There's, there's the vegetarian idea, there's the carnivore idea, there's a lot of ideas it's out there. It's a bunch. It's a bunch, I think. But the problem, the problem why there's so much information out there, because it's going to be anecdotal for individual, and also it's going to be into, like, we don't really know how our body digests and what bacteria affects what and what helps where. And long-term effects. It's, it's hard to measure that stuff. Yeah. Like, super hard. But what they find out, what they found out in the, in, the, in the meantime is certain diets help with certain cancers. Yeah. Not eliminates, but helps. So, like, uh, let's say she has, for instance, like skin, like inflammation. Maybe she had just have cysts on her back. That could be a possibility. Uh, that inflammation could be eliminated if she goes more to a meat diet. Uh, but we don't, like, that was just like, uh, it was a cyst, because cysts is built from inflammation. We'll help eliminate that, and all the all the doctor would do is discrete the cysts uh, packet that's there, and then it won't come back. Uh, if it's for a person, like, we learn, and this is all, again, this is just all uh, research. We found some brain cancers work better, uh, eliminate better under carnivore diet. Uh, I'm sorry, not carnivore, excuse me, uh, meat diet, more meat diet, more meat heavy. Yeah. Which uh, is not processed meat either. It's like fresh. Like livers, like eating liver, eating. Or uh, just eating fresh steak from the grocery aisle instead of hamburgers yeah. and stuff. That's true, that like, helps. I want to talk about that. Just talk about That would be dope it. as hell. I got to piss though. Go take a, so we're going to take a quick break one more time and then uh, we talk about a lot of things, but we're going to wrap it back up to Godspeed and talk about meat. Let's do it. Take a break, man. Go to the restroom. So, uh, we're back. Uh, we're here with uh, Gabriel. But before we talk about, we're going to talk about meat here in a second. We'll pause, by the way, on that. Uh, fucking Sean walked in the door. And look at this. You haven't seen this glass in a few months because it's been sold out. So, uh, it might be coming back. You just got to follow 17% Drip. Go 17%Drip.com and check that shit out. You know? Just for a little bit. Little collaboration glass black ninja 17% drip uh coming out well they already came out just gonna re-release -re a few of them for black friday maybe like a half of a case man it's an exclusive glass um uh, they're not gonna be re-released just you know have some laying around 
for the answer anniversary party, but we didn't make it up to Virginia because oh, of that no, thing huh. called COVID. COVID. So we just, you know, just gonna give the people what they want. Just a few extra ones. COVID's a bitch. COVID is a bitch. <laughs> no, facts, man. Facts, Sean, facts, facts. Love you, brother. All right, y'all keep it up, man. Y'all keep on moving. Again, guys, if you haven't followed 70% Drip, I'm pretty sure you guys already, if you follow following this page, you're already following 70% Drip. Please, please do right now if you haven't. Uh, also, follow Godspeed, too, on Instagram. Are you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, on Twitter. Godspeed, Twitter. And also, check out the website for all updates for any events. Also, buying, uh, if you're in the DFW area, buying some meat. So, uh, on that note, so I was talking about cooking uh, meat for your dogs yeah, and not right. uh, not doing more processed meat. And you had an opinion about it or a uh, suggestion. or The carnivore diet. Yes. You ever tried it? Uh, I want to. You do? I haven't, I haven't tried it yet, though. Have you tried any other diet, like on a strict program? Uh, I've done uh, low calorie. I've done uh, the paleo diet over the years. I've done, like, uh, similar to carnivore is, like, the Atkin diets. A little bit different. Sure. Yeah. So I've done that a little bit. So I had, like, some gut issues for, like, a while. I wake up every night with, like, severe pains and stuff like that. Okay. You wake up, think you have to use a bathroom. You don't. As soon as you stand up, like, subsides, right? And I was like, something needs to happen. I don't want to go to the doctor because I already went once. And they were like, oh, you're fine. You're clean bill of health. You're good. So I tried the uh, carnivore. I saw it on the Joe Rogan podcast and just stuck to it. Went into keto. Felt really weird. Your breath stunk. It's like super odd. Your body's like burning mad fuel, right? And that doesn't have carbs to burn it off of. And I tried it. It was one of the best absolute feelings I've ever had in my life. No like, shit. You wake up with one energy, you go to bed with one energy, and you're not fluctuating. Okay. It was phenomenal. And it's hard, like, I don't know if you're dating, if you bring girls around, like, I know we talked a little bit, and it's hard to bring, whatever. Yeah. Being single and living by yourself, super easy. You buy your groceries, it's just meat, uh, cheese, if you want to go that route, that's kind of a gray area and stuff like that. And you make your food and you just diet off of that, right? That's that's what you eat off of. It's hard with the kid, hard with the wife that doesn't want to follow that diet either. I can imagine. And yeah. bro, I felt uh, phenomenal for about a month. It was awesome. The whole goal of this was to do this, cleanse the body that's just living off of what. It's not what what's intended because uh, vegetables are natural also so it was just it's just strictly meat not hamburger not going to mcdonald's and getting a burger from there not processed meat not hot dogs stuff like that natural so, good food facts so i did that felt awesome woke up with no pain anymore so i knew i was cleansed when the keto that was rough for a week like you fucking hate everything you're in a bad mood until your body gets used to it right once my body got used to it, the whole goal is to like introduce food, to like see what's doing bad, what's causing that effect of pain. I couldn't do it. Tried my mom's rice, ate some beans, ate some tostones, and I lost everything. So like, when you're like, there's different diets and stuff, I, I wanted to see if you tried anything like that helped or didn't. But carnivore was fucking legit. It was awesome. I believe it. Listen, here's, a, here's the honest truth. So, um, I didn't work. I didn't work in research for nutrition, 
I worked in cancer research, but there, there, there's overlapping research that help with the study of cancer, right? Nutrition may be one of them. Um, so uh, I was lucky enough, similar to you, listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, but I met, I listened more to the Meat Eater podcast. You do? Okay. Yeah. So if you ever get a chance to listen to them, there's a lot of good information. They get a lot of good people on there a lot, uh, all the time. So uh, they had a, a nutritional doctor. I forget her name right now. And I forget her podcast, too. So I'm going to put it on the screen right now for guys watching on YouTube and Facebook. Um, so uh, where there are, when, that's what I was saying earlier, we don't know the bacteria in our gut and how they adjust. And they change over time as well. So the best elimination diet right now is the carnivore diet, meaning that you will survive if you eat nothing but meat because our ancestors, that's how we were raised. We yeah. ate meat. Yeah. That's how we survive. So if you eat fatty meat, eat liver, you know, eat these things uh, that you need to survive, fat mostly, you will have... And that's key too. Yeah. People think carnivore is like straight, lean meat and stuff. No. It's not. It's mostly fat. You it's want not. the fats. You want to eat a liver. You want to eat a heart. And if you don't, like throw a stick of butter in there. Yeah. You have to. There's these things that you need to eat. But if you do those, do this diet the right way, what you do is eliminate... Uh, 99% of traditional diet around the world, meaning like rice, noodles, beans, and then when as far as the nutrition is why they like it is not for long term because I'm not saying any nutritionist would recommend the carnivore diet for long term. But what you do is if you do it for a month, 30 days, right, you reset that bacteria in your gut because the life cycle of the bacteria. And what you do is you start introducing some things in your diet. You start introducing bread. It's the bread that's talking. Maybe uh, gluten intolerant. You might be, some vegetables might have uh, uh, adverse effects to your diet. Beer might have an adverse effect. I think it's what it is for me, but you, I was going to leave that off. No, give I me the beer. I really fucking do, bro. It might be, have you, uh, I, but this is the reason why people are like nutritionists, certain nutritionists, because you can always find nutritionists who disagree with any statement, right? But the reason why certain, certain nutritionists agree with the carnivore diet as far as elimination and reset your, your gut bacteria because when you, people become strictly vegan or vegetarian, there's so many things in there that they don't know which of these things affect you. Because if you're vegetarian, you eat almost everything besides meat. And if you're vegan, you still eat a lot of vegetables and a lot of different uh, green meats and taking vitamins. You don't know what is what, right? So, um, it's just a good elimination diet. And then when you introduce, you can figure it out. You can figure it out. So, if, it's, if you feel like it's beer, I would highly suggest when you get back on a carnivore diet, drink whiskey. Drink Vodka, drink uh, gin. I did, think. I did wine not too long ago. No, no problem. No, I it think might, it's beer. It Unfortunately, I like fucking bread, beer, and. You might have a gluten intolerance, man. It could be. You might. Could you be. might have to get te- uh, tested for that. You can. It's a little bit expensive, but you could get tested for it. Yeah. You don't need to know worry about, worry about that right now. No. It's not affected. Not really. Yeah. No. Well, I'll wake up trying to trying to use the bathroom and then I would start working. Yeah, you get done three and start working. You start earlier. You start earlier. Yeah. I might have a gluten intolerance too. You don't know. Well, body changes as we get older. It does happen. Shit, after 30 years old, everything changes, man. Fuck, everything Every changes. Every year, you got some new ailment. I have a. You said something earlier. You, I, I, I pop my ankle every morning. Like, both my ankles, my knees. It, I don't do nothing. It's still pain, aches. You know, you got to stretch. You get older, it's going to happen. This is, man. Yeah, I bought uh, one of these um, big ass tire. Uh... 
what do you call these things? Uh, CrossFit tires? Yeah. Bottom so you of flipped my over? It's fucking 350 pounds. You gotta fucking lift this shit and gets you going, right? Hit my wrist, couldn't flip that bitch. And I was like, man, I just bought this damn thing in the first day. I was like, I couldn't do it. So I did it, but it just ruined the wrist, it right? And I was like, man, this sucks getting on. So uh, I took it, took off for about two weeks, three weeks, went back there after, you know, week number three, tried to do it again, restrained it. So I was like, I fucking sold it. I would I uh, hate getting old. So for old man to old man, we've still, we're not technically old yet, but by any means, um, look into power bands. Power what? Power bands. Yeah. Uh, buy a few power bands. They, you buy it on Amazon for like 30, 40 bucks. You can go real crazy. You want to get the. Like, yeah, so my wife uses them. So I would suggest using some of those. You want to leave it up there? Oh, no, he's okay. going to give it to Papa Dom. Um, I, I would suggest using some of those power bands. Uh, like, I don't know what workouts you normally do. If you do curls, bench, whatever. Um, I would suggest you start using them mostly for resistance for your, your wrist that doesn't put too much strain. Because here is a deal for anyone who plays baseball. You want good wrist strength. You want good forearm strength, right? But if you if you strain it, it's one of the most important parts. It's just the structure of the throw, right? Your core and your hips and your placement is the, the strength of the throw. But the structure that holds it is your forearm, right? But anyway, uh, what you want to do with the power band. So let's say you curl... How much, if you do a curl bar, it's 100 pounds. That's what you work out with. You can find a power band to do something similar, but you, what, what the power band does, it makes you hold it from bottom to top. All the way. All the way. It's like chains. It's kind of like change. Kind of like change. Uh, if you have chains. harder as you keep on going. If you go Bands first. are good. Bands are fucking If you good. have them, if you have chains, I would do the same chains, but mostly those kind of workouts to help rebuild your wrist. Yeah. And what I would suggest, again, I'm not a fucking, for people listening to me, I'm not a fucking expert in this stuff. You sound smart as shit though, right? But you know, because I've been, like, I've been lucky enough to meet a lot of people who do physical training. <laughs> but what you want to do is, with that resistance, so up here, high resistance, not weight resistance, but high resistance up here with the chains or the bands. Low down here, still resistance on your forearm, on your wrist, but not as much. So what you do in time, you rebuild the structure in your wrist and help with some maybe be possibly onset of uh, carpal tunnel. Maybe something you strain your muscle, maybe strain a, uh, uh, a nerve. What you want to do is rebuild the structure of the, the, the motion. And then possibly as that gets more comfortable, and you build that strength over, try to tire again in a month, two months. Sold it. Yeah. Not doing it again. You sold it? Oh, oh yeah. So Not don't fuck, fuck everything I just said. Fuck that. Done. See, for me, I don't throw any of my workout stuff. I just keep it and try to figure it out, even though I'm fat as fuck. But I just... Bro, come work out at the home gym. I have I a, a home gym. I have you a home gym? gym? Yeah. I'm telling you, I have, I have power bands, resistance bands, weights. In my one-bedroom apartment, I have all that stuff. No, I got squat racks, and I have dumbbells. I have the full home gym. I have kettlebells. I have, uh, I have uh, the mace. I have two maces. Uh, Where'd you get them from? On it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the only one that could still sell it. They were more expensive because. Uh, no, everything was sold out for months. Yeah. And I went to. Uh, Opa. I blame Tommy. It is Tommy. It's always Tommy. It's always Tommy. That's what I said. I blame Tommy. I blame Victor, though. <laughs> he knocked the shirt down earlier. I did with my mind. Uh, 
No, so I reason I bought it for Onyx just because it's the only place that had it restocked. Got in stock. Yeah. Yo, it was hard to find weights. So I, like everybody was home. I already had the home gym set up, and I tried to find some more weights. Out, 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 out. Nothing. Dude, there was like a secondary market out there on Facebook. Oh, uh, there's a lot of stuff. So forty-five pound like uh, uh, weight for like hundred and fifty bucks. Here's the thing. I I promise you. The reason why everything was sold out, not because everybody wanted to fucking work out. It was, listen, uh, your pop's from New York City, uh, and we know the hustle. We see an opportunity. It's like, oh, shit. Oh, that's for sure what it is. You, uh, like, oh, but shit. But, like, Dick's Sporting Goods didn't have anything in stock. So yeah. So they were buying it to, like, sell it off. That's what I'm saying. Like, so people will see opportunities. People are like, oh, everybody's working on a home now because everything's sold out. No, no, no. What I, what I believe in my heart. As people saw opportunity, like, oh, shit, can't go to the gyms, gym lockdown. A lot of people with revenue bought equipment as much as they could. And that, as many people did that, they're like, okay, we sold out now. We can't restock for a while. And then resold in the second market because now everything's sold out. So now I can sell it to you a 20-pound dumbbell that should cost 20 bucks. I can sell it to you for $45 now. Hey, 45-pound dumbbell should cost me 50 bucks. Now I can sell it to you for 150 You know, because you can't buy it anywhere else. You want to work out? You want to work out? You got it. Everybody's yeah. bored at home. Yeah. So, yeah. well, see, see you man. later, brother. See you, man. Take it easy, man. So, I believe that's what really happened, and that's what fucking people suck dick, man. People suck dick or not. People suck dick. Yeah, man. But it's the hustle, though. I don't knock the hustle. Nah, I don't knock the hustle. So, I have, uh, over the years, like I said, really blessed with my grandmother over the years. I have, uh, I have a dip uh, station. I have a pull-up station. I have, um. I have a row machine. I have a stationary bike. I have all these things. I should work out every day, and it's, I, it's not hard. Right? It is hard. It is. It's hard. dedication. That's right. Um. So it's not hard though. It's there's a lot of dedication to this. There's a lot of dedication to cooking. There's a lot of dedication to anything. Getting out, meeting people, socializing. To wake up at 6 a.m. is hard. It's like, like oh, I got another hour. Yeah. So it's um. Perfect, perfect way to wrap up uh, a lot of the information we did today, right? Working out. Listen, I, I've been, I said it several times in the podcast, I'm fat as fuck. And it's not that I don't want to change it. I just, I'm not dedicated to do it yet. And that's no fault of nobody else. It's not that it's hard. Work, physical labor is hard. Working out physically is taxing and hard. But it's not hard to go do it. You got to go do it. So... Similar to people listening to this podcast. If you want to start a business, if you want to cook, you want to promote yourself, you got to go do it. And you have a nine to five. You, you have a kid. You don't, you don't have no time to start a business, but you chose take a time and did it and figured it out. Take, take, take that first step. Yes. So I know. It's not easy. It's, it's not like it's. It won't get any easier. Candies and roses and. Hey, bro, it's not going to get easier. Similar to working out, starting a business, doing full, if the people follow your model and do your footsteps or inspired by your footsteps, they got to know it's not easy. They got to know. It's like, yeah, the, the, the toughest step is the decision to do it. It's the first step. But that's not, it doesn't end, the toughest decision doesn't end there. What you got to go from there is continue that, like, okay, now I got to wake up an extra two hours early because now I got to go get some inventory. Now, there's more tough decisions along the way, but it all starts with the first choice. And then you move on to the next choice and the just, next choice. Just fucking do it. 
Nike, just do it. Similar to working out. And yeah, I'm fat as fuck. It's my excuses, but I. Let's do a workout. I'm down. I'll go to your place, you come to mine. Either one. I'm down. And just in between podcasts, like, whatever. Let's make it happen. Hey, I'll make food, you work out, we hang out some more. Let's figure, let's figure out a time frame, let's do it. Listen, I'm not afraid of working out. The problem is, it's, it's consistency. And that's what I'm telling people. Like, listen, I, I, I know I've said this all, several times with a podcast, but I want to work out or I'm fat as fuck. It's, um, it's not, I'm not making any excuses. I, the problem lies in my inability to commit and do decisions. And that's for all of us. If you want to start a podcast, you want to start a restaurant, you want to start a brewery, you want to do things for yourself, it's the commitment to doing it. Or like we talked about 7% drip earlier, the commitment of, of making merch or promoting yourself. It's, it's always going to be hard. Or even being a good parent. It's going to be fucking hard, man. It doesn't stop. You can make the choice and you got to make another choice after that. Yeah. But you could do it. I, perfect example, your father and you are great fathers. You know, you work hard. You have a fucking phenomenal business. Thank you. And thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So on that note, guys, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for watching. For the people still here, follow Godspeed. It's all the links in the description for Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the website in the uh, description down below. Also, follow 70% Drip in the description down below. Uh, buy your merch as well. And then uh, follow False Idol as well. If you're here in the DMW area, come check them out. Number one brewery in my heart. Uh, and I uh, love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Gabe. Gabriel. Thanks, bro. Thanks so much, I appreciate man. It, man. Appreciate it. Love you guys. Much Peace. Love.